Hello and welcome to Good Show, the podcast helping you answer one of the most daunting questions in television. What am I watching next? I'm Anthony Mako. And I'm Brandon Sharp. On this episode of Good Show, we are discussing The Terminal List. I think it would be fair to describe The Terminal List as a passion project of Chris Pratt. A former Special Forces friend of his recommended the book, this show is based off of, written by Jack Carr, and Pratt enjoyed it so much that he decided to go after the rights. But the person he was in a bidding war with was friend and director Antoine Fuqua of action thriller fame. So he suggested that they just develop the show together. Why have I wasted so much of your time giving background instead of plot like I normally would in this spot? Well, because the terminal list is sort of just your run-of-the-mill combat thriller, but I can't actually tell you much about the plot or I'll ruin it for you. I do think this show is perfect for good show, though. You see, the terminal list experienced a super hot flame for a minute this summer, but then seemed to burn out rather quickly. I bet you've heard about it, but we don't determine popularity here. We want to know, is this something we should be watching next? So, Brandon, let's dig into that. I think it but, is. But, I think oh, yeah, a, go a good thing to point out here is, like, I think for a while you and I had that let's be on the cutting edge fever. Yes. And it's very hard to get in front of that first wave of people who would be watching a show, you know, like, especially and, like recording an app, like watching the whole thing yes. and trying to record an episode before they would do it and kind of act as like a chic for mm -hmm. or like a Sherpa for these people. These people are already watching, going to watch the show anyway. So I like that we're doing it this way. And we, you know, we've given ourselves a little bit of time to take a breath, take a beat, mm -hmm. think about it a little bit because I'm positive, 100% sure, that if we had done the episode way back in the summer instead of now, it would have been mm -hmm. a completely different mm -hmm. episode and no probably doubt. not as good. So I'm quite different than I would have been this summer. Sure. And I was, yeah. I was very, as you pointed out, I should admit, I was very into the show this summer and then sort of. I'm not against the show now, but I just have, I think, a better perspective on it. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of sort of that, where did you hear about this first? Well, as we've pointed out, I watch quite a few shows on Prime. So I saw yeah, the yeah. advertising. The Chris Pratt of it all was a pretty big draw. Mm -hmm. Actually, he did something on Amazon Prime in, in the near and in, in the recent past called The Tomorrow War, which didn't interest me at all, really. Mm, I haven't even seen that. Didn't or heard of it, actually. So my first thought was The Terminalist is another movie like The Tomorrow, Tomorrow War was. So mm -hmm. I, I was less interested in that when, in, but you were actually the person who told me that it is in fact a series mm -hmm. and that's actually what got me uh, the most excited because I don't know. I just, I tend to think uh, the straight to streaming series do better than the movie. So yeah. I think the, the Pratt, Chris Pratt was somewhat of a draw, but the fact that it was a series really kind of locked me in. Yeah. So I actually, I think first heard about it on, I believe it was the smartless podcast, which is Will Arnett, Jason Bateman and mm -hmm. yeah. Sean Hayes. And they had Chris Pratt on. And that was the first I heard anything about it where he kind of brought that up and advertised for it himself. And that's actually where I got most of those facts that I read in the summation okay. about him being in a bidding war, reading the book and then really loving it, being in a bidding war and kind of going after it and being an EP on this show along with several other people. But uh, I do think it was sort of a passion project of his. And that's where I found out about his friend who was a spe in special forces and uh, just kind of said, oh, this book 
at least captures a bit of what it's like to be in special forces, I suppose. I mean, I don't want to go as far as to say like, this is exactly right or, or the, the perfect perspective, but what, uh, for whatever reason, a person who was in special forces felt like this was a pretty unique book in how it described being a special special forces member. Um, I just remember all that. So obviously I, I have been a fan of Chris Pratt for a while and same sort of thing. He's the biggest draw, um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, yeah, it's interesting now to think about what I have even gone after this show. If he wasn't in it, that's a pretty interesting point. Yeah. Well, I'll have to, I'll have to ruminate on that, but is this show easy to classify? What sort of show do we feel like this is? I, I personally think maybe it'd be better to, to relate it to some things as far as I'm, I'm not sure it's like a lot of shows. I do think it's a bit like there, there are Jack Ryan crossovers. Um, yeah, but yeah. it's not Jack Ryan. No, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I what what are we going to call this? Some people are familiar with the Bobbly Swagger series, which is the movie Shooter with Mark Wahlberg. There's a whole book series. I think it's a lot like that. Okay, yeah. I well, Fuqua wrote, Fuqua directed Shooter. Okay, yeah. and, and I'm looking at Fuqua's filmography here, and I would say there's some similarities. Oh yeah, he, yeah. It, it's a just basically of, like every one of his movies. Yeah, a lot sure. of revenge thrillers mm-hmm. and um so another thing yeah i feel like one of the the best revenge thrillers of the past decade is john wick and um you know i feel like there is there's some similarities there there uh, are but i don't th- think it's exactly john oh, wick ton- tonally different completely different that's not what yeah. i'm saying it just it's got like some the reve- yeah it's got some revenge th- thriller uh, elements thrown in with like your your action suspense stuff uh, the military side of it, it's just, it's a little bit of a mixed bag, but uh, I think there's different things to pull from. I remember you and I talked after the very first episode, because the very first episode doesn't feel like the season as a whole. No, the very first episode you're thinking, Oh man, is this a psychological thriller? Is it, right. is it like right. really struggling with what this show is? So I feel like it finds its footing in, in episode two. I, I rewatched recently and, uh, I would say to episode two, three, it really finds its footing and, and you really can tell what kind of show you're watching at that point. Yeah. So, yeah, as from, from our standpoint, I would say this goes all the way to like cinematic, right? Cause this is basically a movie split into several episodes. I would, I think. Yeah. We, we should call this part of our podcast. Is it anything other than premium drama? <laughs> Yeah, but um, which I think it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the limited series, which we're seeing a lot more limited uh-huh. release series now, you could throw right in the category five, the cinematic quality. Because time I mean, out, you know this isn't a limited series, right? No, no, no. I know. I know. Okay, all right. Yeah. I just didn't know if you knew that. I know now. I, I I feel like though this is this could the Jack Ryan. I would say the same thing about the you know they they've had like this limited episode release yeah and i get into all this like existential what does this feel like talk when i when we get into this section but for some reason this has like a limited release feel like Mm -hmm. they put they pushed a lot of money into it they got a big name and um i feel like at the end of it it could have gone either way it could have just been a standalone thing but you know i know there are more books uh, about this character james reese so yes it did well they're gonna make more Okay, so let's get into characters a little bit. Um, the biggest one, maybe we should just start with the biggest one right off the bat, is obviously Chris Pratt plays yep. the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'll just flat out ask you, how do you feel like Pratt did? 
No. So, so, okay. So I feel like it's important to first point out that this is not a, this type of show is not a show that requires grade a acting. I think it relies, it relies a lot on like the um, spectacle of it all. Like, Oh sure. Yeah. Like yeah, the, yeah. the fast paced, you know, the elements, you know, unfolding before your eyes, a lot of things that I mean, can, yeah, that it's, can it's cover up bad acting. That's, that's what I'll say. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. So along, you're trying to avoid saying Pratt did pretty bad job, which is what I, around, I'm I don't think he did a bad job, but I, do. I don't think he had to do a good job. So he did a good job. I think he, I think he did. The, I think he did a perfectly adequate job. You think I, I don't feel like this, James Reese is not like a uh, adequate. I would give you that's, but I, and I think, that, I think that's all that this, I think that's all that was required. I mean, this is, you know, not the yeah. Maltese Falcon here. It was yeah. important to do an adequate job. I feel like I'm, I'm just really skimming, skimming right under my, my main thought here. The James Reese character is not like a big cinematic name. You know, he wasn't, this is, this what there was not like a lot required. Yes. Uh, you know, this isn't the Godfather. So no, that's fine. But my so okay. My general my general perspective is the the further I got away from it, the worse I felt like Chris Pratt did in this character. And it's not. I think there's a couple reasons for that. You're right. There's not a crazy dialogue that needs to be delivered, and it's mostly about getting action sequences correct. But number one, I don't feel like he nailed the action sequences. He looked a little goofy sometimes. Yeah, and I mean, I think there's a there's also another big thing here. And it's the the Andy Dwyer Star Lord of it all. Of course, hanging, yes, of hanging course. around his neck. Yes, of course. And it's a little bit like I, I guess I'm a little biased to say, why do you need to do this? Why do you take like I, like I literally almost think Chris Pratt is a comic genius, at least within <laughs> like within comedy acting. Yeah. Like maybe not like he's not a stand up comedian, but he's he's pr- he's really good at delivery. He's got good everything. I mean, he's one of the funnier parts of like some of the Avenger stuff too. Yeah, like, of course. He's got great lines in that. Yeah. And it's like, why, why do you need to do this? What, mm-hmm. like be good at what you're good at, have some pride in what you're good at. I'm sure he does, but it's hard for us to overlook the go- the goofiness you've expressed in the past and, and like take this person very, very seriously. And he did, like you said, he did fine, but but I mean, one of my biggest beefs was during the action sequences, he looked goofy sometimes. I think he's like, this isn't really a, a massive judgment, but you take a, a person who hasn't like had like a very muscular body their entire lives and you have them work <laughs> out. Um, you just look like you don't fit in that body. Really? Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, it just doesn't feel right. There's just something a little bit off about it. And I still enjoyed the show, I guess, for the most part, but Overall, I just felt like there were honestly other people in the show that would have been done a better job playing the character that he played. Um, and there's there's something in there about like aware self awareness. And um, I understand you developed the show, but being aware enough to know I shouldn't be the person to play this character. It's like when Tom Cruise played Jack Reacher. I mean, be- <laughs> okay, oh, yeah, yeah. The just- I- the epitome of having no self-awareness. No, I think, I think you're right. I think in the 100% action sequences, he was not the man for the job. What this show though, really has a strong family element that was important. Like, I think it was cause it's like one of the main driving forces behind the character. So I feel like 
there were probably people who would have played a better operator, but I don't know that they would have nailed some of the family sequences, which kind of roll without getting too detailed here with, they they kind of roll throughout the whole show. Yes. But I don't feel like he let loose on, he could have done that, but because he was trying to hold back so much to be Mr. Tough guy, he didn't, he didn't do the family sequences that well. In my opinion, I'm thinking specifically some of the, there was quite a few flashbacks that felt. Uh huh. Uh, Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't, I okay. bought them 90% not, and I feel like I could have bought them a hundred percent. Didn't work. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 Okay. That, I mean, that's my answer to that. I, I just feel like there's someone, other reasons someone for that. like him needed like a little bit of a softer side. Like the, the James Reese character needed uh-huh. a little bit more of a well-rounded. Yeah. But, but the plot of this show is mm-hmm. not fully that he's the, the best soldier to ever exist. No. Yeah. But he's got to be he's not pretty Jason darn Bourne. good. Right. No, he's not Jason Bourne, but he's right. got to be, He's pretty good. He's well, not just like your run leads, of the mill. He leads the team. I mean, yeah, yeah. he definitely has some sort of prowess in this arena. Yes. Um, yeah. And I think that's a good time to talk about, you know, Taylor Kitsch. Yeah. Who yeah, yeah. Feels like w- the first time you see him, it feels like he literally could have rolled off, taken his Panthers jersey off yeah, yeah, and yeah. then walked over onto the terminalist set. Yeah. He, <laughs> I mean, he just Since he couldn't, the, he couldn't cut it in college, so he went into the military, and that's, yeah, this, this is the yeah, lots of tattoos, and he is, yeah. I mean, Tim Riggins in this. He's driving a Jeep Commander, which is uh, freaking sweet. That thing is awesome. It. Love yeah. it. He is in very many ways. He has been typecast as as Tim Riggins, which is it's unfortunate because I feel like the people who are casting Taylor Kitsch and other things just kind of like you know, get the, get, got very little from a Tim Riggins character and, Mm -hmm. you know, end up putting him in these roles when he could, he could be doing other things. I don't know. Yeah. He could have starred in the show. I think. Yeah. He would have, he he would have been been an interesting choice. Yeah. In the lead character role. Uh, so, uh, okay. I'm going to get off my soapbox because the show is perfectly enjoyable for what it Mm. is. And Chris Pratt is serviceable and I, and, and Taylor Kitsch is in it too. But who else? Who else we got in there that you, anybody else stand out to you? I got to tell you, no, is the short, is the, is the short answer. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty typical. I don't want to act like the, the wizard of all uh, action, suspense, thriller, military, no, it's, you it's, know, it adapt, is your thing. adapted from book uh, shows. Yeah. But <laughs> someone like, someone like Jai Courtney. Mm-hmm. is perfect for a show like this he's a totally big, forgettable he's a but, big dummy i mean yeah yeah yep, yep, but yep. he's got like this uh foreboding like the he's like a brooding everyone thinks he's tough but he's not real i don't know he was and he, you need about 30 seconds to hate the guy's guts completely yes. yeah yeah i i loathe jai courtney but yeah, yeah. he yeah. feels like a pretty good yeah, fit perfect for, yeah. for this role yep um yeah, a lot of lot of throwaway characters though. A lot of yep. you know, they were in an episode and they were gone. <laughs> Sean Gunn's in this. It is funny. It feels like it feels like uh Taylor Kitsch and Chris Pratt brought a brought some buds along. I noticed that uh Billy Riggins is oh, in yeah, this he's also. In it. <laughs> which is yeah, very briefly, I mean, that, yeah. that cracks me up. Um, which I that's a, that's such an interesting strategy anyway. Like I feel like you have to avoid that as a showrunner to maybe. say like we can't put these two people together. We're already dealing with the hangover from Riggins still being himself. And then, Oh, there's his brother. What in the world are you doing? Oh man. 
Anyway. That was a weird choice. And yeah. he's, it's not even a big enough part that it mattered. I think the bottom line here is a show like this needs very few main characters. It needs really just like one. And then, you know, kind of some other characters who were like secondary sprinkled in. Yeah. And then a lot of expendable characters, which yes. is what we got here. I mean, yes. a lot of forgettable characters. That's a really, I wouldn't put it any differently. Let's move on to story. Yeah. Um, how do you feel like the story is? And let me, let me start by saying this. The reason I was on board for this show early on is it has some really good twists and turns. It mm-hmm. like really, really enjoyable twists and turns along the way. And then I, I will admit that the further you get away from twists and turns, the more you felt like you knew exactly what was going on. Cause at this point you do know what was going on, even though you didn't at the time. So the further you get away from it, I feel like the less impactful those twists and turns are. But if I'm being honest and I go back, I think I could say, well, that, you know, that really worked for me at the time. Um, so I would sort of, a, I would sort of ascribe twists and turns to story. And I did enjoy those. What do you think about story? I think, once you kind of remove the smoke and mirrors of that first watch through, I think it's a house of cards. It falls down pretty oh, easily. Sure. Yeah. Um, this show's very bingeable. It has a bingeable quality. Mm-hmm. Bingeable doesn't mean good. Doesn't right. mean qual like it doesn't mean complex or nuanced. It's got a high energy. You yes. Know? Adrenaline like sugar burns up fast. Yeah. yeah. And I think there you're watching this and you're like, Ooh, another layer of the onion pulls back. So mm-hmm. th- this is really, if I'm, if I'm going to kick this show in the groin at all, it's with the story. Yeah. I think it's, it's very smoke and mirrors. It, it, it grabs you. It holds on tight. Doesn't let you go until the end. And then, you know, like we are a couple months later, you're revisiting it in your mind and maybe you were like, oh, let's, I liked that. Let's flip that back on, you know, just for something to have on. It doesn't really hold up to a rewatch. I mean, I, uh-huh. I hope I'm not like, we're not losing people because it is quite an engaging first watch through. I mean, it's also though, here's the thing. It is like, what's funny is one of my wife's favorite things to pop on in the background is some high energy action show. Wow. She, yeah. She loves throwing like just different. Well, you've talked she, about Jack Ryan and, and yeah, stuff but even like, like, yeah, I mean, it's not nowhere. I'm not making a comparison at all, but like, whereas sometimes I'll fall asleep. Not sometimes I'll admit it. I fall asleep to West wing every night. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> I know, uh, but she, sometimes if she's having trouble sleeping, will pop on burn notice. And then I'll wake up because there's guns shooting everywhere. I'm like, what's the matter? (laughs) She's just like an adrenaline junkie or something like that. But like, there's tons of people just pop on a show like this. Yeah. And that is their sort of candy. And that's fine. This is great for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm not going to deny that at all. Yeah. But you're right. I totally agree with your story comment. That's exactly where I was going to. It's uh, at the time, it sort of seems like an interesting maze. And then when you zoom out a little bit, it's like, oh, I could see the whole thing the whole time. It's, you know, not a not very deep. Uh-huh. And then also kind of just some stuff thrown in there in different, different order. How about writing? I don't, I don't have a lot of great stuff to say about the writing either. As far well, as like dialogue or something. Like I'd that. like to address your comment a little bit, which in, in the notes, you said there's a lot of cheesy, tough talk writing, but I didn't get a chance to say it yet. Were you going to? Yeah. There's some cheesy, tough talk writing in this. Oh, you think so? I do think that like a little bravado. Oh Yeah. Yeah, there is. There's a couple points I was thinking about when I read your read your notes. I was like, okay, when when there is absolutely some points, you know, when there's like, you know, we're gonna find this person, we're gonna scalp them, you know, the stuff yeah. like <laughs> yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. It, which is just 
over the top. I, it doesn't have just like a fast and furious, like dumb quality to it though. Yeah. Whereas like when I'm watching the rock and Vin Diesel rip off these family, you know, all these just yeah, yeah. That was things. Good. Vin Diesel. Practice. <laughs> I, I practice all the time. Um, I'm ready to play Groot if he ever can't do it. But anyway, there are things, but it's like they, they understand how serious that show is. And they're, they're saying these lines and it fits. It just kind of all fits together. Um, with this, I think something like that, like lines that are super over the top and super macho, it would just, it would feel really bad. It would feel really gross. And I don't know that it ever felt on that level is what I'm saying. Does that make sense at all? Yeah. So there probably is some stuff, but it maybe felt like it fit a little bit. I guess is what I'm saying. Short answer. I I think it fits within the context of the show for sure. I do think it's a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the bravado that you're talking about. Like we're going to really, but I think it's related to something I'm going to ask about in a minute, honestly. So I'm going to save it. Let me beat you to it in your notes here. Let me No, Hang on a second. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry, man. I, I, it felt like you were passing it by and I, I didn't want you to. Oh, I don't care that you brought it up. I'm okay. just joking. Right. But that, like what you're saying, I think is, well, I don't really have anything else to say about writing. I think we could turn okay. it over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right before you, you just, you brought up basically this bravado question. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious if it has anything to do with if this were not somehow patriotic would it feel gross you said it doesn't really feel weird or cheesy in this context but i'm wondering if that's because it's so related to like military and patriotism and all these other things where those seem like noble things and so you would never be able to actually take a fair shot at it where it's like of course you don't need like good dialogue in the military that's like a weird thing to, but when right. you're talking about a tv show about military it's just like well you couldn't have written a little better dialogue for it, it's just always like i can't question this because it's a noble cause of a soldier is that is that anything to do with it or no you've ever seen the show the unit no that you recommended it to me i haven't watched it yet okay well i mean that's not that big a deal but there it's a it was a network drama about delta force yeah operators and for some reason i mean in their dialogue was it was you know shakespeare it was not absolutely yeah yeah. but it always felt like serviceable it always felt appropriate i was listening tonight as i was watching this show doing a little rewatch and there is just like a uh there was just like a simplicity to the dialogue and i think it had a lot to do with chris pratt's delivery he because he has like this soft bubbly side Mm-hmm. It really did give it kind of a now that I'm thinking now that I'm thinking about this more it did kind of have like an an out of place feel because of his delivery. Yeah. I'm sorry. That was not related to your question at all. No, though. it is a little bit. It is a little bit. I but I think that's exactly right. I think we overlook it because of the context, which is it's, sort it's of the technical stuff. It, it specifically it's when he's getting technical with the with the guns and the 1911s and the uh-huh. the Sig P226 he's holding. That is when I was like, this guy talking about guns doesn't make any yeah, yeah. seriously. Burt Macklin, FBI, is what yes, I was, is what oh, I was waiting Bert, for. I mean, anyway, yeah, I can't believe you waited till now to bring that up. But basically, like, <laughs> this is Burt Macklin, FBI, 
uh, uh, just a slightly different context. That's okay. all. Anyway, that was it's not that bad, but it is. But I, I, it just makes me think. Well, we we go easy on it because I mean, obviously, you're not going to like if you were actually in a war scenario with the military and somebody said some line after like a, a battle, you wouldn't be like, I mean, that's what you're coming here with. Uh, you're not going to criticize them. But then we take something like that and put it in like an yeah. artistic context and say, like, I think we let them off the hook easy because it's just like, well, this is military. We don't mess. I with will say all i have to go on though is the military movies and shows i've seen Mm -hmm. so totally i would say all the ones i've seen are ripe with kind of a pumped up talk like a a backslapping brotherhood bravado type talk i absolutely would never make assumptions based on television or movies i have no idea what how they talk to each other yeah but kind of based on everything else I've seen, there there is just like this cocky confidence in the way that these they these guys talk to each other. Do I think we forgive it? Sure. Yeah. I think we do let it off the hook. Yes, but bit. I'm not let me be clear. I'm not talking about the actual people in real life, though. I know I you don't, aren't. I, I don't I care know, how they talk. I know you're well, not. You, I'm not judging, but I'm saying like I can still have a high expectation for dialogue because in a television watching, show. Yeah. Yeah, but I suppose you could make the argument that like I, this is, I can't think of a way for me to not get in trouble with this. But basically, like if someone bought the pre- premise that someone from the South sounded somewhat uneducated, a writer of a show in a Southern context might take advantage of that, and that would be sort of appropriate. You know what I mean? What sure. are y'all doing? What you know? What, I don't know. <laughs> that was see. That's gonna get me in trouble. <laughs> You're gonna get in trouble with people from Kentucky. Yeah, you're. I fine. guess you're All good. Right, fine. Yeah, that's fine. There's obviously nothing wrong with the word y'all or something, but I'm, no. I'm basically saying like, okay, writing in that context, I suppose that makes sense. So if I suppose, yeah, writing as a soldier, that makes sense as well. If, if, mm-hmm. if the way they put things is not terribly important to them, then you would want to write it that way. And that's fine. I mean, it also we're adapting from a book. So is he drawing from is, is Antoine and Chris as their, you know, are they drawing from like the book? Is this, yeah. is it the kind of dialogue that they're drawing from the book or are they drawing from like people that they may know who are in the service? Like, I don't know yeah. what they're drawing from, which I do think they, I, I'm not exactly sure how all this works out, but what Chris said in this interview on Smartless was basically that he became friends with a former special forces person who, um, then now is trying to be an actor and he is somebody in the show. I don't know who that is, but he plays a character in the show and so I do think he had a lot to do with informing some of these, how these characters were developed. So I certainly don't want to take away from that portrayal. And I don't think that's what I'm doing, honestly. I think it's less about the writing and more about an actor trying to act and maybe not doing an awesome job mm-hmm. of acting like a tough guy. If James Reese were a rural person, I think he would sound tougher than Chris Pratt is. That's my basic point. Oh, okay. I mean, that's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, but that's pretty relative. Right. I mean, yeah, like that's, that's an opinion. Yeah. I, yeah. I was thinking about that exact point. Who were, yeah. who were we to say, cause they, this was during that scene when they were dissecting the guy, he had his gun apart and he was talking about, you know, different technical talk with, uh, with firearms. And I was thinking this doesn't really land coming from someone who sounds like Chris Pratt, but mm-hmm. who am I to say that there aren't any operators out there who sound like this, you know, anyway, it, it well, is. A, yeah. I think your experience your experience sort of changes how you talk and what you know. Maybe. And, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Musicians sound like musicians because they know what they're talking about. And and then Not you get because the, of you get the musician who is like the guys in my high school who played guitar, but they only knew 
four yeah. songs that made the girls, you know, that's what it feels like to me. Yeah. Well, and another thing that kind of goes along with that is Chris Pratt in the show does this one handed press check on his sing multiple mm-hmm. times yeah and it's like this man learned a couple cool things from the show and he did it a ton <laughs> yeah. so like i yeah. i do see that he learned yeah. a little bit of lingo he yeah. learned a couple of moves he learned how to kind of move with a gun and you know a, like some pursuit things and i don't know mm-hmm. anyway i think there's that yeah there is definitely an element of some of that going on for sure okay Listen, I want to back off this because I'm I feel like I've pressed it really hard and I've we've I've made my point. But let me zoom out from a similar question and basically say, how do you feel about I, I can't think of a better way to describe it, but how do you feel about like revenge porn, sometimes war, but basically revenge porn stories or revenge porn war stories? And what I'm thinking of is like a show like this, which obviously we can't dig into why it's completely that way, but we do know like it, I don't think it's that bad to say. It's sort of a like you already mentioned, it's a revenge story. Or I'm I'm also thinking about what was the Mark Wahlberg story about uh, the guys who get stuck in Afghanistan. I think it was Afghanistan. The four guys, the lone survivor, lone survivor. I really felt like lone survivor was like a revenge story. And even though it's a true story, it's like, you're basically rooting for this person to kill everyone in the mm-hmm. world. You know what? So how do you, how do those hit? So sort of stories hit you. Yeah. Again, it depends on how they're done. It depends yeah. on how they're done. If they're done in this chest beating way, it's interesting because the best example is John Wick. I love John Wick, sure, but John Wick doesn't take itself too seriously. Yes, that's exactly right. Yes, it is awesome. I it's a crazy movie. I love it, but it is not like a pumped up patriotic, star spangled, awesome you know type yes. movie. Anyway, yeah. I think it really has. It really depends on how it's done. It could be. It could be done well and have something to do with the military and be more star spangly. But I tend to like the ones that are a little more over the top. If that makes sense at all. No, totally. So you think the ones that are more over the top than this one? You mean? Yeah, the ones that don't oh. take themselves so seriously. Yeah. Yes. I, I tend to like those more. I do too. I think. I think I like the ones that are. You're not deciding whether you should be like this person or not. It's it's mm-hmm. just so it's not serious enough for you to even like consider the possibility that this is real. And some of these shows, it's basically like, oh, this is just a little too close to home for me. Like this, <laughs> and this is not how I like. We're, it really feels like we're talking about morality at that point, as opposed to John Wick is just fun because this would never happen in real life. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a lot more fun that way. When you get closer to real life, it feels like it hurts a little bit more. Yeah. Um, uh, and I, I, you know, I just now as I'm talking, remember that I brought up for Jack Ryan, like one of the things I didn't love about season two was the revenge porn of it all, which was, mm-hmm. you know, he got mad about the one thing that happened at the very beginning and his whole motivation the rest of the time was like getting revenge for that thing that happened. Uh, yeah. That just ends up, mm-hmm. I don't love that motivation. I don't know. It's just personal preference, I guess. Yeah. I'm trying to think all the best examples I can think of. I mean, cause even like some Batman movies can get a little revengey, you know, like, and that would be a great example of an over the top. Yeah movie or show i don't know of i can't think of anything that would be more realistic but be as captivating yeah it's interesting yeah and i think i just saw something i wrote in here and i think sometimes with the revenge stuff and if it's a patriotic revenge movie and all i mean by that is basically if the military or someone from the military is the one enacting the revenge then all of a sudden the lines get blurred between like well revenge isn't always good well it's never good really and then, but it seems to be justified because it has some sort of patriotic 
marriage going along with it. Mm. So then the lines get blurred and you're just like, oh, he's the truest American. So whatever he does is right. It's some, you know, it's something like that because he's the purest soldier of somehow. So every choice he makes ends up being correct. Uh, I mean, and you're describing Captain America right now. I mean, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I think. Except Captain America is self-aware of that. The movie is not he, not the character, but the movie is okay. aware. Yeah. That's why he's basically, well, I don't want to spoil Captain America. Uh, we can, we can spoil that. So Surely. like he, that's why he basically like switches sides. He goes on Bucky's side. Yeah. Cause he's aware of like, eh, it's not exactly fair. This whole thing that's anyway, uh, it's an interesting dilemma. I think, let me, let me go a positive route hmm. for the show. So I got my beef, but then I, th- I have a friend who basically thought this show's portrayal of PTSD was the realest portrayal of PTSD they'd ever seen. Um, and I can admit that, um, early on in the show, He's dealing with some PTSD issues and it's very disorienting to watch. So I think they really, I can't speak to whether that's correct, uh, a correct portrayal of PTSD, but I, but I do, it made me feel quite anxious watching the show in a, what felt like an appropriate way. How, what do you think of the portrayal of all those, you know, when he's sort of disoriented, doesn't know exactly what's going on. I thought all those scenes were played quite well. Yeah. I mean, I, I just have to say if that's, if that is what it is like to experience symptoms of PTSD, that is terrible. It's awful. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. I couldn't speak to this at all on its realism, but yeah. I would say if it is, if it is real at all, I, I feel like the scenes, not only were they acted well, they were jarring. And one of the most compelling anxiety inducing parts of the show for me was whatever situation you'd find yourself in where you are convinced that you are yes. completely correct. Yeah. And no one else believes you that you're correct. mm -hmm. And Uh, like the ability of someone else to talk you out of your mind. Yes. Yes. Yep. 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 So, I mean that, that like (laughs) thinking there's no way I'm crazy. I'm not crazy, but everyone else. Yeah. That was one of the parts of the show. Well, there's like a shift. It kind of clicks into place a little bit at one point and you're like, Oh, I'm watching a great show right now. I thought Chris Pratt was particularly good in some of those scenes, though. I do, too. I do, too. I think he played those really, really well. Yeah. and it to- But I do feel like in a couple episodes in to the show, it took a turn away from that, exploring those types of topics, and mm-hmm. went, the, went another direction, which is I think I was a little more engaged early on in the show. Okay. And then it kind of, you know, I don't even know if I could put my finger on all of it, but mm-hmm. it, it took a turn and went a different direction later on. Just to be flat out, it had some psychological aspects early on, and then it went revenge later on. So yeah. that's where I kind of like started falling out of love with it. And then I think one of my biggest that's, beefs with- that it's, That's where I started loving it. Inter- yeah, yeah, cool. Because I feel like it felt, it figured out, it figured out what it was and it put the pedal down anyway. Well, and what I can say to that point is like, everything doesn't have to end up being a psychological thriller. So like be what you are and yeah. I respect you being what you are. So no doubt. Yeah, that's fine. I think my biggest beef with the show okay. was that in the end, it sort of broke its own rules. Mm. Um, now we can't talk about, No, I know. And I would love to know exactly what you're talking about right now. I'm better with the mystery. Keep just, yeah, yeah, I can't possibly. Yeah. One of the last things that happens in the show, I don't feel like it was consistent with the rules established for basically all the characters in the show and all this stuff. It like 
it was a, felt like a cheap change to me. Now I do I do know that the book I didn't read the book, but I do know that the book has that in it also. So it's not okay. like the show decided to do this and the book didn't. But I guess certainly that's not a reason not to watch this show. But I'm just curious. It brought up to me: Does that ruin a show for you once the rules are broken that it, that it's established? Especially now, comedy. Who cares? I guess like that there are no rules. But in a show like this, yes, once I'm the big ru- on I'm big on the rules of yeah. the of the of the realm, the premise. I'm still not hundred percent sure what you're talking about. If okay. I, hold on p- one second. I'm going to, I'll edit this in a way that they don't know what the spoiler is, but I'm going to tell you what the spoiler is now. Okay. So that you know what I'm talking about. All right. Okay. We're back. Yeah. Speaking specifically to that, I was not bothered by that element is the, is the short answer. I, yes, I would agree that I get upset when a show breaks its own rules. I don't feel like, well, you and you may not agree with me that that was. Breaking I don't the feel rules. like that's what was happening here. Okay, yeah, is something that bothers me though. It, it, I will obsess over. Well, we love talking about time travel. I will obsess over that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let me another general question that relates to this show, but isn't completely about the show. What do yeah. we get out of either one of us? What do we get out of straight ahead action? Just yeah, blowing the doors off. Just people want to. People want to beat their chests and have the the adrenaline rush. It's they the want, adrenaline, yeah. I think so. I Does mean, it make you feel tough? Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, yes, yeah. absolutely. Me too, I, me too. Sorry, I, yeah, I don't Not me. I knew you weren't talking specifically about me. Yeah. I think, yeah. Well, I was, but I was also, I'm in there with you. Well, I feel like there is a, also a fascina- fascination with the military. It's getting late. I'm starting to slur my words. <laughs> I think there is a, a fascination with the military. Yeah. I think there is a certain mystery involved in that. I think when we start talking about seal team operators and cia stuff it people you know their interest is peaked because it's all this stuff that has kind of been mystified so there's that i think people yeah for some reason love or loved it may not be something that's super in fact i will say it's not something that's super popular right now it was really popular post 9-11 i think people have lost a taste for it or or at least in the near in the in the recent past had lost a taste for it for a while i don't think you you saw a lot of like military, just beat your chest type patriotic shows and, and movies. Mm-hmm. But I think we're maybe, maybe seeing like a little more. If it's done well, I enjoy this kind of thing. And it's not because I want an adrenaline rush from a, from a show. I don't know. It, 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 the, the motivation. Um, well, I think there's probably some of it is justice wanting justice in the world and, and justice at all costs. So you create this, this scenario where, there's not really any morality at stake because this is not a real world world situation. So now all of a sudden, like you understand that what this show is saying is that when this happens, justice will be served. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't need to worry about whether that's actually true. Cause most of the time in our lives, we have to worry about whether that's actually true, but in the show you don't because it's a TV show. So you're able to purely experience justice based on the rules of the show and in an adrenaline way. So like justice at all costs, but also I'm pumped up about it. I yeah. think that, you know, that's probably really I helpful. think there probably is a, a type of person who feels like they could just solve all of their problems the way the guys do in these yeah. shows also. Yeah, but also it sort of makes me, makes you and me more emboldened in how we live our lives. I think. Yeah, that's some dangerous thinking. Talk. Uh, well. I think, yeah, there's definitely ways it is dangerous. And there's also ways that like self-confidence is not dangerous. So like you don't have to do the exact same actions, but you could have the self-confidence of someone who Mm -hmm. 
does their job with the same precision and expertise as a soldier would do their job, but it's a different job. Yeah. And I think we're always hoping that there is some sort of code or morality that these heroes or whatever these action figures are living by that make it all okay. Kind of like you were saying, like all of the, Mm -hmm. everything, everything in the name of X, Y, Z. And a lot of times it's of the, of the USA, the, the star spangled banner, but yeah, I, I would hope that we're exploring some deeper motivations and wrestling with morality a little more than just saying everything in the name of the U S of a is okay. Cause I mean, like that's the, well, but I don't think this show asks that of us. No, but I'm saying that kind of thing. Yeah. That kind of talk or that kind of message is why I really feel like why people lost taste for this type of show in the first place. Uh Yeah, Yeah. Everything America does is okay. That kind of thing. Yeah. Well, and that's not what this show's saying. No, not at all. Not at all. But shows like this, that maybe were precursors to this. Yeah. Did kind of have like that, that feel to it. Okay, Brandon, you got a show you can pitch me that I have not seen? Yeah, I should have checked with you first, but I'm almost 100% sure you haven't seen this. <laughs> Why? Because I, I, you and I have talked about this before, and okay, okay. I think you would have brought it up if you had gone ahead and watched it. Maybe not. But my show today is The Chosen. Are you familiar with The Chosen? Yes. It's Dallas Jenkins. I have not seen it. Sorry. Yeah, I haven't seen it. But Crowdfunded no, yeah. depiction of Jesus and the gospel. It is... Honestly, my favorite depiction of the gospel in movie, in any in any of the different shows or movies that I've seen, it's it's my favorite. I think there is something very hopeful about the way Dallas depicts Jesus and the disciples and kind of the story behind selecting the selecting the disciples and um, just kind of the some of the early gospel type things. Now, I'm sure some of our more doctrinally sound friends would say that this, you know, show gets a little loosey goosey with the Hold details. Up, I'm the most doctrinally sound person you've ever seen. Well, in your was, life. wasn't going to throw you under the bus. You know, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, I was trying certain. to be, I wasn't talking about you, but Hey, no, no, I know. I think then you would probably say it got a little loosey goosey with the details, which you may be okay with. You may I love loosey goosey. You, you may you may not be this may not be I, i'm trying to think how the best way to pitch it to you i think it is a little bit fluffy but it does really work for me it really works for me i think it i think it's really engaging i think it is family friendly which i know not every story in the bible is family friendly but this you know at least the ones that it's told so far i think we're probably making our way towards we would have to be towards the the crucifixion at some point we're not there yet. He's only, there's been two seasons. The most important part about this whole thing is literally you download an app and the shows are free. They're in the app. So yeah. they're just there. I think actually there was a few, they, they popped up on Amazon prime at one point. Anyway, it's really good. Mm-hmm. I would actually love your opinion on it. You're not uh, the first person to recommend it to me. In fact, many, many people have recommended it to me. Um, I'm not exactly sure, but also I, I should say people from, basically every side of the political spectrum slash mm-hmm. theopolitical spectrum have recommended it to me. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, 
So like theologically conservative people have recommended it to me, theologically liberal people have recommended it to me, and all of them have said it's really good. I'm not exactly sure what's holding me back. And I don't well, even have like a, yeah. I don't even have a reaction to you recommending it to me now. And I'm also sort of like, yeah, fat chance. I, I don't no, know. No, I don't know I, what it is. When the second, when the second season came out, I was like, I don't know that I want to watch this. Yeah. One of the other podcasts I was on, we did an episode on it Yeah, and actually we interviewed Dallas Jenkins and Oh, nice. It was something that I really loved when I watched it. And then I kind of forgot about it. And then season mm-hmm. two came out and I was like, I don't feel like it. It also maybe it felt like a, a undertaking, but I started watching season two. and I was like, man, this is great. It's, it is just, mm. it's just really good. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know how, but um, I really like it. I think it's something you could watch with your kids. Anyway, I'll check. That's it my out. pitch. I'll try. I'll try and check it out. Yeah. Okay. No, you won't. You won't do it. No, I really, I don't have. Any, I dare you. I'm not. I dare you. Well, now I'm not. Uh, <sighs> that kind of thing. Don't it does mess, work on don't, you. Don't act like it doesn't. Well, yeah, but I know that you know it works on me. So now it's not working on me. <laughs> so yeah. Now what's your pitch? I will. I, I'm not against your recommendation, but it's my fine. pitch it's is fine. Killing Eve. I, I have you. You haven't seen this, right? Nope. Kill, okay. Kill, okay. It's such an interesting show. Now here's where you're. You're going to groan a little bit, perhaps, but it was written it's by feminist. F- <laughs> no, well, I, I don't think so. Lots of strong female characters, but I don't think it has anything to do with feminism. Oh, Phoebe Waller Bridge. Phoebe Waller Bridge so, yes, is, is the reason. Yeah, yes, is the reason is. you're going to. Uh, I'm not going to groan. I, I am a. I am now. Yeah, for sure. A uh, a PWB fan. Yeah. So is she, but she's not in it. She just wrote it. Oh, but um, okay. the more, so it's a very so. Here's what I would say. Season one, two are sort of incredible. Season three, there was a large break before season three came out. And so it was like, you kind of let it go and then it was hard to come back. But season three is pretty good. And I have season four has not been out very long. I haven't quite gotten into it, but here's the thing. The acting, the show is so interesting. It is such an interesting show. It's basically like a sort of like a, it's, it's certainly a drama, but it's like a, a sort of a thriller and one of the characters one of the characters is an assassin basically but the real strength of this and it has to do with like um politics like geopolitics like different nations going against each other so the assassin is basically a spy but also an assassin sort of deal it's not a black comedy mm, so this is a spy thriller it's a it's a spy thriller but this is a black comedy it's not yeah, it's got some black comedy in it. Well, that's black. It's got some. It's like a Barry, isn't it? Uh, it's not exactly like Barry, but it's it's I'm close. Barry adjacent. Yeah, you're in the okay. neighborhood. All right. Um, but the thing I have to say is Jodie Comer is incredible in it. This, I mean, this is probably where she started. She's incredible in it. She plays Villanelle. She's like that. She's basically like a spy, but she's so good at being a spy because she's a psychopath. Well, here's the, uh, hopefully this isn't a spoiler. The dilemma of this show is Villanelle is such a good spy because she's a psychopath. Mm. The like Dexter Eve who, yeah, but also that's, but she's doing like what she's his supposed thing, to be doing. His thing's she, different. I got it. She's good at her job because she's a mm-hmm. psychopath. And then the cool thing is Sandra O oh is incredible. Also in it, mm-hmm. she plays Eve and she is an amazing detective because she's basically a psychopath, but neither of them are really psychopath because they're really aware that they are that way. And so like Eve especially is like, 
it's odd. I'm sort of drawn to Villanelle because I'm a psychopath. So I'm so much like her. And at the same time, like, I can't believe she's like that, except I'm like, that's, that's what's at stake during the show. It's really fun drama. So it's, it's, it's a drama. And then there's so many other people, like literally everybody that plays in the show is really, really good. And then the writing's incredible. So I I think you should maybe check out a couple episodes and see what you think. It's, I'm just kidding. You're never allowed in my church again. What? (laughs) What are you talking about? Fleabag. Is that what? Little Fleabag humor. Yeah. 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 The priest. Yeah. Yeah. This looks kind of good. This also confirms my theory about all British shows, basically <laughs> just reusing all of their actors. Like, oh, a lot of people. Everyone was either in Harry Potter, Downton Abbey, yeah, 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 yeah. or something. Because of like Fiona good. Shaw. And yeah, I, I, I mean, legitimately, out of anything Phoebe Waller Bridge ever did, I bet you'd like this the best, honestly. Interesting. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really, but it's just toys with all sorts of different ideas. It's, and, um, okay. but Jody Comer is incredible in it. So, all right. okay. Uh, how about quick hits? Which, what do you got? Well, first and foremost, and by the time this airs, there's probably going to be a few more episodes, but rings of power. Yeah. Haven't watched yet, but. Oh man. Really good. Yeah. It's funny. Critics are lauding it. Yeah. Fans are punching it in the, in the uh, stomach. Yeah. I think it could be like a. A Trekkie, you know, uh, what's the other? Oh, the the Star Wars, fa- like the fans of the of these followings. Yeah. They're all like, yeah. they're terrible. They're the worst people. And yeah, I'm they, a f- I'm a fan of Lord, a huge fan of Lord of the Rings. So that's right, but what, you're I'm, not. You wouldn't consider yourself like a um, a groupie, a, uh, yeah. a, a ring, a ringy. Yeah, no, not yeah. Those are the people I'm talking about. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I'm not like a like a lord of the rings groupie though which are i think those are the people getting upset anyways sure i am loving it great Great. i think it's great i think there's lots of things that maybe some lines you could draw to the original film series if like you're if you need some of that like connect me to the old to the original thing you know so there's there's some of that it is the most expensive film television series ever made oh wow it is bezos funded it so i mean it it's just great I'm yeah. loving. I'm enjoying myself. That's awesome. Um, so anyway, get get on that. There's been two episodes so far. Still watching All or Nothing Arsenal. Very good. Also, the well, you're going to talk about this, but kind of adjacent to Arsenal is the Welcome to Wrexham. Yeah, I've um, been watching that. How you been watching it? Yeah, yeah. You like yeah. it? I don't know that I'm current, but okay. I've watched two. Whatever. Well, last time we talked, I was talking to you a lot, and it was a couple couple episodes. I think. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's great. I love there's it. There's four out at this point, I think. Okay, so I've missed. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm a couple behind. And there's two more coming tomorrow, maybe. Yeah. Oh, do they come two at a time? I think so. They, okay. Well, so I'm at least just... so far, it's just been two and two. So okay, cool. Also, still watching House of Dragon. Gosh, just watched episode three. It was excellent. It oh, was, sweet. It was really good. Um, House of the Dragon, by the way. Do I call it, it House of Dragon? Yeah, it's not a Chinese restaurant, but. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> who's who's gonna get themselves in trouble now? I mean, I, I've never said anything like that on this show. Goodness gracious, House of Dragon! You know, you know. The funny thing is, when I was typing this out, I typed out House of Dragon a couple of times. Yeah. And I was like, "That's not right." And I looked it up. I was like, "Yeah, it's House of the Dragon." Yeah, I'm definitely cutting that, but it, I worth making the joke, I guess. All right, sweet. So. uh <laughs> Okay, I actually so I mine are going to be super fast. Except I you I don't know what you're going to leave in from last week from Nothing. your so none okay, of l- it l- at all. L- let me first say, 
I made a. The you, don't only have word to, no, the, you don't have to do all this. It's fine. I want to. I, last I would week, li- you sort of. Last week, you sort of. Uh, I so went on a little the, bit of a tirade, which no one's going to hear on A League of Their Own. <laughs> yeah. The new. Which was. Yeah, I started watching. Series it. on Amazon Prime, which Anthony started watching. This Because his, I was like, is it. Could it possibly be as bad as he thinks it is? Could it possibly be as bad as. <laughs> he's very passionate about, about his feelings. I still stand by a few of my, my comments, but. Yeah, that's ancient history. You're starting to enjoy it. I'm actually enjoying the show now. I'm enjoying it too. I've started to enjoy it as well. And I think because I I think your reaction was strong. I wasn't picking up as many. I I didn't. I had watched one episode at that point. I looked back. So I I was. I guess I very. As I watched, I wasn't like. I don't think I would have noticed the things that you were picking up on. Is all I'm trying to say. Okay. And so I just sort of started. And I also, but I'm not just talking about your strong comments. I'm also talking about sort of, I think you said something like, I don't know why this is necessary because it's so much like the original show, which I'll give you for the pilot. It was just so much like, oh, that character is that character, that character, you know, there was so much of that, but it jumped off of that pretty fast. And okay, I, yeah, I, I, I agree what, with that for sure. I think what they were doing was establishing like getting back in the universe. Hey, remember this, remember this, remember this. And I'm fine with that for one episode because then it does depart from that. And you know, I'm enjoying it so far, but I'm not done. That's I'm watching it right now and we'll see what yeah, happens. I don't sure. have a recommendation on that. I was going to bring up welcome to Wrexham and just say, I'm still really enjoying that. I really think everybody should pick this up. It's a really fascinating story. Um, one thing that's interesting about that. Sorry. I yeah. cut, cut right in there. This is, and I'm, this is more of a question, I guess. This is very much Rob McElhenney's thing, right? And Ryan Reynolds is just kind of along for the ride. Which is that, yeah, I mean, well, in the show, he basically said, you mean the show part of like it? You, or? Get, you get a lot more FaceTime with Rob. It seems uh-huh. like the documentary is like, this is Rob's documentary. Yeah, I think but so. we're going to see Ryan sometimes. I think that's true. And okay. I also think that basically the way it's phrased in the documentary is Rob was had this idea force. Yeah. And, but then he, and he was like, I have TV money. I, I need, needed movie money. I need superhero money. I yeah. needed. Yeah. Daredevil money. Uh, no, okay. he, what, yeah. So yep. not Daredevil. Uh, Deadpool. 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 I needed Deadpool money. Yes. Um, so yeah, I think you're definitely right about that, but I'm really, really enjoying the oh, show. Yeah, so good. It, it's a really nice show. And so once good. again, great music, but I've said that, uh, still really enjoying, uh, I just have to keep bringing it up. Reservation dogs, like just had, they haven't missed a beat. And then I also checked out because it, so many people talk about it under the banner of heaven. Oh, here's a, a, did you watch it at all? Yeah. I watched the whole thing, man. I recommended here, it. Okay. Here, yeah. No, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started it. And this is all I wanted to say at this point. I will come back because I love Andrew Garfield. Uh-huh, he's good. And it's gotten so much praise, but I, it's so funny. I think within like the first five minutes, I literally started it. And I, cause I was like, I need to watch this show started it. And within the first five minutes, what I don't even know what the initial conflict is in the first episode, <laughs> because I was like, I don't know if I can handle this. Just the oh. mood of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was yep. like, this is going dark and I don't know if I want to watch yeah. whatever, whatever's behind that door. I don't know if I want to see it. Um, so it was just really a fascinating thing. I'm sure I'll pick it up at some point, but that particular time I was like, Oh man, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was rough. Yeah, it yeah. was a hard, it was a hard watch. I, I ended up really enjoying it. Yeah, I would recommend. It, it felt like it. maybe it was going to be family stuff, which I just don't family tragedy. You don't mm-hmm. say a word. I'm mm-hmm. just saying, cause I don't know what happened. So mm-hmm. I, I'm just kind of guessing, but that was the feeling I was getting. I was like, I don't want to watch that. So yeah, that's, that's okay. my quick hits for now. Cool. Oh, that was fun. That was a good one. I yeah. I enjoyed our conversation. I feel like I poo pooed it. No, you, well, 
I hopefully I was standing up, keeping the the lane the yeah, I think so. The median alive. First of all, I did enjoy it until I went to write this recap, and then I was. And I think I, that's a great thing for people to know. You'll, I think you'll love it the first time through. Yes, Just yeah, yeah. Probably not going to rewatch it. And then I was like, "Wait, I'm writing this thing. Why is this the show we're doing?" If, but <laughs> it was part of our summer package. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there was. You yeah. know, I'm glad we stuck to it because there was three shows we watched on the summer. Yep. We wanted to do the episodes. Well, you ended it. Anyway, uh-huh. that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Uh, I think I said any new. Make sure you cut that. Any new? Okay. Yeah. Were you trying to say any how? I, or I what? think I was trying to say I don't know. And, I, and then I said any who? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Awesome. That does it for this episode of Good Show. Good Show is created, recorded, edited, and produced by Anthony Mako and Brandon Sharp. Our theme music was written and recorded by me, Anthony, and all our graphics and socials are developed by Brandon. If you've enjoyed your time with us, please make sure to like or follow us on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. And if you appreciate our show, please throw us a rating and a review there too. If you'd like to discuss any of our content, you can search The Good Show Facebook group or follow us on Instagram at The Good Show Podcast. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.